And we are sitting on the dining table and she's talking. She's telling me all the things that my dad did when they were growing up. And I asked myself, what's my business with that? I can literally just pick a glass cup of water and drink it. You'll say, wow, I'm just looking at you. That was just the way your dad used to drink back in those days. I'm like, how is that helping my life? Unwanted neighbors, they just ignite difficulties and hardship around you. They act like friends, but they are actually your enemies. That was what the people of Egypt were doing to the Israelites. They gave them accommodation. They gave them a place to stay. They encouraged them to walk. They encouraged them to walk. Now, I'm not against hard work, but there is something that beats hard work. And I say this with all clarity and boldness. I wish they can teach this more in church, but it's so unfortunate that we have to go pay outside to listen to what I'm about to say now. One of the biggest challenges that we have in church, and when I say church, I say people that go to church, we that we call ourselves Christian. And one of the biggest challenges, one of the biggest difficulties that we have is that we find it very hard engage in constructive investigation and evaluation of relationships I'll say it again we find it very hard to constructively define our engagement and evaluate our relationship people are just comfortable in a relationship that is not helping you to be productive relationship that is not encouraging you to be productive I'm one person that if I see that you're not adding value to my life, I cut myself off you. But some people are just so comfortable and the annoying part is that those are the people that decide to be your prayer partner. Those are the same set of people that decide to still remain your prayer partner. You go to Rehazas together. You pray together. You study the same thing together. Yet you don't know that they are your Egyptians. You have to constructively look at them. Some of us get too tired to evaluate relationships. I'm one person that I take my time to evaluate relationships. As a matter of fact, I, I, I would intentionally sit down in the middle of the night and start unfollowing people. Once I see that our values are not the same. It took me months. It took me months. I'm being honest with you. Months after my introduction to even say these are the set of people I want to pick as groomsmen. When I was coming back to Nigeria to start ministry, despite what people might think or what people might say, there were some people I could not approach because I knew the words that would come out of their mouth. Not any sense of encouragement, not any sense of support. And over the years, I've come to realize that it's not everybody that needs money. Some people just need support. Who agree with me on that? Some people just need support. Some people just need encouragement. The space of most men is loaded with 
hindrances to greatness. The space of most men is loaded with hindrances to greatness. They just do everything to get you crippled to attaining what God has designed for you. And the honest truth, as I bring this to a close, you can't accommodate evil people around you and expect yourself to leave. You can't. You can't. You can't. That's why the scripture says in Psalm 1, it says, Blessed is the man. Blessed is the man. So in other words, cost is the man who walks in the step of the wicked. Now someone's going to say, Pastor, but how do I, how do I know Egyptians around my space? The first thing I tell people when they ask such a question is, Define yourself and define your values. I'm going to say that again. Define yourself and define your values. Everybody cannot be on the same page with you. You have to define your own page. When God saw the dimension of what he wanted to do next in the gospel and the times of Peter, he had to put Peter aside and pick on Paul. You can't accommodate evil and expect yourself to because to live is the absence of evil. To live is what? The absence of evil. That's why John 10 verse 10 says, The thief comes only to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But I have come that you may have life. And have it what? In abundance. To steal, to kill, and to destroy. What is it coming to steal? It's coming to steal your access to greatness. Steal your access to greatness. Everybody has an entitlement to an access to greatness. God has designed you to be great. But what does the enemy want to do? He wants to steal that access. And he wants to kill the spirit of your possibility. That's just the truth. Every one of us here are loaded with capabilities and possibilities to do exploit. But the enemy wants to kill it. And what was it, what, what it trying to destroy? Now this one part that is very common in church. The enemy, the Egyptians, the unwanted people in your space. They do everything to destroy your little achievements. Little achievement. You've not even achieved so much. Just that little you have. They destroy. They destroy. Destroy little achievements. Because at least if you see that you've achieved something, you are inspired to say you want to do more. But when that little you've achieved is destroyed, you just get crippled. That's what the devil wants to do. That's what the enemy wants to do. That's what the Egyptians were doing to the Israelites. Every little achievement, they destroyed it. They destroyed it. And I said to you this evening as I close, just as I've exposed you to dust this thing, and I think that's what I've been doing lately, just exposing Christians' church to the truth. Some things that you hardly not hear people say. So that we even, we know what we're facing. We know what we're, what we're combating. Because I tell people, many of the times we try to deal with the challenges from the surface. But that's a source. That's a source. There is a source. I personally had to deal with it myself. to deal with it myself. 
Afilo realizes that when it looks like you're making progress, that's where some strange people begin to reach out to you. What's experienced that before? It's where you're making progress. Some strange people start reaching out to you. Don't be comfortable in your land of Egypt. Don't be comfortable. There is a promised land for you. That's a better place for you. Tell the person, I said, that's a better place for you. That's a better place for you. That's a better place for you. And I love what Moses said. Let's put that back scripture. Exodus 18. Verse 8. Exodus 8. Can we have Exodus 18 verse 8? It says that Moses told his father-in-law of all that the Lord has done unto Pharaoh and to Egyptians for Israel's sake. That alone tells me that if God is going to step in to take you out of the land of Egypt, you have to show that you are interested and you are available. Listen closely. You have to show that you are what? Interested and available. You have to show that you are tired. You have to show that you're tired. If this was in NIV, it says, How the Lord delivered them from all the hardships. That's what NIV says. From all the hardships they met along the way. All those hardships were planted. That's why I tell people and I say this under God. It's when you're close to your promised land that you will see giants. You have not seen giants yet. You are not in any way close. Pharaoh had no business with the people of Israel. It was when there was it was time for their freedom. That was when Moses eh, Pharaoh woke up and said, "These ones are not living. These ones are not living." So, in light with this, there is one thing that you need, one major thing that you need come out of the land of Egypt that life challenges families or wanted friends could have put you and that thing is just very simple you need the God of help say this to somebody by your side I need the God of help you need strategic help that's the truth, strategic help strategic help strategic help and just in case you don't know in church God has stopped coming down to help people he uses man to help man can I say it again God has stopped coming down to do what to help people he uses man to help man go and listen to any most successful person's story God used a man to help them for the people of Israel to come out God had to send Moses and I say this today by the prophetic grace that works in this house. God is sending help to you. I say it again with boldness. God is sending help to you. Strategic help is coming the way of somebody in the name of Jesus. And that help relocates you out of Egypt. And bring you into your promised land in the name of Jesus. Help that will silence all your adversaries. Help that will spawn your story to glory. Help that will change your level. Help that will make you the talk of the town. Help that will make you the talk of the nation. It's coming your way this season in the name of Jesus.
don't have to wait for it any long. The help is coming now. The help is coming now. Because Isaiah 50 verse 7 says, Because the sovereign Lord has helped me, I will not be disgraced. Therefore, I have set my face like flint. And I know that I would not be put to shame. One of the biggest graces that works upon my life is I have never been stranded. Never. Never. I don't know how you define one being stranded. I have never been stranded. Financial wise, I have never been stranded. Never. Even times when I think I'm broke, I have never been stranded. When we were starting the church in Ibadan, I had pictures of how I wanted church to be like. And I said to myself, these few people that I have, they can't do the job. I probably would do 80% of the whole thing myself. But because of that grace at work upon my life, one person knew one person, one person knew one person, one person knew one person. And before I know it, a complete church structural team was set up even before we started the three days of glory in Ibadan. The person that handles the media of my church, very, very solid guy, has not been going to church for two years. But he heard about the program we're about to do. The fiancé was with him and the fiancé said, come and do this. And before he knew it, they said, he was coming to church. One of the biggest sound engineers in the battle came down to church, handled the sound, it was paid for. And the next thing they said is, pastor, this is my church. I said, what do you mean? He said, I have not been going to church because of this business. Because all I do is sound, 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 sound. Pastor Bingham knows the guy. He said, all I've been doing is sound. I just, I don't have time for church. As I've talked to you today, since we started, he has not missed church one day. He has not. He cancels all his Sunday job for church. All his Sunday jobs. The last I knew, he called me about 2 a.m. He said, Pastor, as I'm talking to you, I'm on Ife Express Road. And I'm making it down like that was a, a Saturday. So this was 2 a.m. on a Sunday morning. This guy was setting up sound in church as at 4.30 a.m. 4.30, I was on my bed. Strategic help. People that will help you to make your work easy. People that will help you to move your life to the next level. People that will help you to bring about the glory of the Lord on the inside of you. And I declare by the power of the Most High that works in this house, help is coming your way. Help is coming your way in the name of Jesus. If you are going to take that prophetic step like myself, look for seven people around you and tell them, my help has come. Shout hallelujah.